0: Morning, everybody. Marcus Padley with your pre-market podcast from Marcus today. This is general advice only. Do not, for an instant, think it is suited to your own personal financial circumstances. If you want that sort of personal advice, go and see a financial planner. Not a great night overnight. Dow Jones down 308. That's almost one percent. We have started worrying about the Jolts Jobs report. I don't remember ever fussing about this before. We're obviously getting very sensitive at the moment. But U.S. job openings increased more than expected in July, and the June number was revised sharply higher. In other words, the economy's doing okay, and that feeds expectations that the Fed's soft pivot, which we had hoped to hear about at Jackson Hole, is still some way off. Also feeding that idea was consumer confidence numbers rose more than expected in August, and the annual house price growth number from Case Schiller showed house prices up a very healthy 18% year-on-year. It's actually down a little bit on the number line Last month but still a very solid performance from the housing market. Obviously no need for the Fed to back off raising rates yet and a bit of Fed speak overnight saw one governor suggesting that the Fed are unlikely to cut rates at all next year having got them up to 3.5% to 4% according to other Fed governors overnight. So Nasdaq down another 1.12%, S&P 500 down 1.1%, that's been down 7% in the last two weeks closing below. 4,000 for the first time in a month 3986, it is at the moment. The ASX 200, also interestingly, 6998, two points below the 7000 level. European markets down 0.67%. That's the stocks 600 index, which is the biggest 600 stocks in Europe. German inflation hit its highest level in 50 years. There is a European Central Bank meeting coming up next month, and the odds of a 75 basis point rate rise are rising. Bond yields rose again over night. In the US, the odds of a 75 basis point rate rise at the September 21 meeting rose yet again. A week ago, the odds were about 53%. They hit 75% after Jackson Hole. They backed off a bit overnight to 68.5%. After that German inflation number, I see one strategist saying recession in Europe is inevitable. Another strategist says no signs of panic as the VIX volatility index was unchanged overnight. And also ETF outflows, which are used as a bit of a measure of sentiment. ETF outflows were minimal overnight. So no big panic. Our futures, as I say, down 58. If you took 58 points off the ASX 200 index today, that would take us down to 6940. That's pretty much the low we hit on Monday. And technically, we would need to drop significantly below that to get worried about a new downtrend. Let's see if we can hold on to the 6940 level today. I've got a chart in the pre-market section today of US bond yields, which continue to rise, and the yield curve is inverted. On the geopolitical front, Taiwanese soldiers used live ammunition to fire on a Chinese drone that did not respond to warnings to withdraw. Those US warships that cruised past Taiwan the other day, apparently it was all rather boring and uneventful, which is good. The Ukraine has launched a counter-offensive aimed at retaking territory in the South Ukraine. In China, a and this is perhaps one of the more important drivers of our market today. In China, there has been a new COVID outbreak which has shut down infrastructure in the Shenzhen area. At the same time, a survey of US companies operating in China is getting a few headlines saying that COVID's sorry that China's COVID regime is the top concern for companies operating in China. And on the back of all that, the iron ore price dropped on the Shanghai futures exchange the Dalian iron ore price contract dropped something like 4% yesterday midday it was actually only down 0.6% this morning, so no major disaster. But BHP and Rio down 425 and 4.17% in the U.S. overnight, which is not good and probably why our market seems to be more heavily sold off on the futures overnight. Coal price also down 3%. Most of the metal prices were down, and the gold price fell yet again in the face of a strong U.S. dollar down 0.75%. The other feature overnight is the oil price had its worst day for a month or two. Oil price down 4.8%. Some contracts are down 5% by the looks of it, which reverses yesterday's jump. Energy sector, the worst performing sector overnight in the US. And the drivers for that sell-off include political violence in Iraq, a potential nuclear agreement between the US and Iran, and OPEC Plus members agreeing with Saudi Arabia that they could cut production to offset the return of the Iranian oil. I've got a chart of the Australian energy sector In the pre market section today, and interestingly, the energy sector has been spiking whilst the oil price has been going down. You wonder which side of that relationship is going to win. Will the oil price go up or the Australian energy sector go down? Well, I know which one's the tail and which one's the dog, and the oil price is the dog, in which case, Australian energy stocks might be a little bit vulnerable. We'll see what the reaction to the Woodside results was. They were out yesterday. They were quite well received. We'll see what the broker stuff says today. Right, a few headlines around. Here are the obvious ones. Wall Street closes down for third straight session on Fed rate hike worry. Shares tumble, yields jump as data fuels rate angst. U.S. labor market defies interest rate hikes as job openings rise high in July. Rhymes. Persistently strong labor demand gives Fed reason to maintain aggressive interest right stance. Fed officials see U.S. interest rates rising further. Consumer confidence rebounds. House prices up 18 percent. 50-year high on German inflation. U.S. listed Chinese shares tumble on geopolitical and regulatory concerns. Taiwan shoots a Chinese drone. U.S. regulators to vet Alibaba. Fed balance sheet unwind set to double this week. The QT, which is quantitative tightening, steps up this week. Oil dives six dollars. Musk sends fresh letter to scrap Twitter deal. Elon Musk, you might remember, popped the uranium sector yesterday with a comment about nuclear power stations and how it is insane for governments to think about closing them. Couple of other little ones. Biden demands action on gun violence as US campaign ramps up. Texas reports first US death with monkeypox. And Mikhail Gorbachev dies aged 91. That won't mean much to anyone who wasn't born in the Cold War. Right, on the calendar today, I'm looking at the data, not much to go on. We have the ADP employment number for June tonight in the US, ahead of the jobs number on Friday. We've got the last day of the results season. Hooray! A fair few on the calendar, usually the rats and mice report on the last day of the results season. It's seen as a bit of a poor reflection on a company that they should leave it to the last day. And if you wanted to hide a shabby result what you generally do is wait until after the market closes on the last day of the month and pop them out so that nobody notices. So we'll see what rats and mice report after hours today. Some big ex-dividends today, Farmers Woolworths, Endeavor, Treasury Wine Estates, Tabcorp, and coming up, U.S. jobs number on Friday, as I say, BHPX dividend tomorrow, U.S. CPI number September 12th, RBA meeting next Tuesday, talk about a 50 basis point rate rise, and the U.S. is on holiday next Monday. That's about that for this morning. I will be on the radio with Virginia Trioli at 10.25. And coming up, I think we are going to change the way we deliver our podcasts to our members. You will need to be on our email list, and we will send you an email showing you how to load up a new podcast app so we can keep this to members only. If you are listening to this and you are not a member, you cheapskate. Go to the Marcus Today website and sign up. You know it makes sense.